Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Come drink from the well. So it's time to drink. 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 He is here. So let us drink of his spirit, of his life, of his love. building and those watching with us there, those there, I know it's time. Jesus is calling. He's calling you to drink of him. There was a, one of those songs that said, God wrestle us, God come wrestle us and win. Maybe you're at that point where you feel like you've been wrestling with the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. He's calling you, as this song, I believe, said, bow down, we bow down before you in our hearts. And that's young and old, younger and older. So we do this together, it's younger and older. Receive forgiveness. Freedom from condemnation and fear. Receive it now, right where you are. Receive of him. Receive deliverance from that dreaded fear condemnation, freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. We don't want to be entangled in yokes of bondage. We yield to your freedom. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? How long have you known him? Must be a long time. Can you hear me? Okay. How long have you known him? Yeah, use the mic, get real close. Hallelujah. The Lord's anointed you in leading worship. You love Jesus too, don't you? How long have you known him? <laughs> Should I ask? Um, I've known him for about six years outside. Okay. And so you're part of the school? You mm -hmm. go to that school? That's yeah. good. Faith, hope, and love? F.H.L. 
We're so thankful that you were here with us this morning. Hallelujah. Let's give them a hand. And we will release, release our kids to their classes now. And uh, Herb, we'll have you start making your way up here. Got just a few announcements here before we do that. There will be a coffee time following our service today, and we do still have, for a few more weeks, we'll be receiving offerings for the lights, the new lights we're getting. We're sending in a payment for half of it this week, I believe, and uh, they'll be setting up a time then to get those up there for us. There is a constitution class that Shirley Walker's teaching, right? Is it full again, or is there a room on the... We've got two, and two. Uh, they're kind of getting full. People are wanting to switch from night to afternoon. I'm not sure what we have. Okay. But they just get a hold of you at shirleywalker31 at gmail.com, and Shirley's called with, spelled with two E's there, and, and 31, that must mean you're 31 years old, right? That's... <laughs> Okay. And then uh, we do have this amount, announcement about a special meeting coming up on the 14th. That's next Sunday. We'll have a brief meeting after church on Sunday, next Sunday, to confirm the deed transfer of two TCC properties to buyers. The properties were given to us by the late Kelly Gilman over 16 years ago. According to Minnesota law, we have to read this, and we have to have the congregation's affirmation, and uh, then we can do that transfer. If you have any questions, contact Andrew Earholtz. So that will be that. And Herb, where is Herb? There's Herb. Herb Brumman-Chinkle, such a blessing to us here, brother. Yeah, push that up. Thank you. Um, for my best, best blessed life moment, I'd like to talk about, um, for, I have a friend who's a chief financial officer, and he's for a small to medium-sized company. He's very successful. He has a beautiful home, an exclusive neighborhood. You know, doc doctors and lawyers live there, and he has a lake place, takes good vacations. And so he does, to pay for all this, he does taxes on the side. And so he's been doing my taxes, and over the years, multiple times, he said to me, Herb, you're one of the most generous people I know. And before you think I'm anything special, I want you to know all I was doing was tithing. But it was that act of obedience that set me out apart separate from all the other taxes that he does. And that's my point today, is we are called to be separate. And in, for him, that's the part he saw from me. And I want to go to Genesis chapter 22, verse 16. This is right after Abraham was stopped from offering up his son. And the angel said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because, that you, because you have done this and not withheld your only son. And I want to just stop on that word and think about it. Not withheld. It's not so much that Abraham was giving his son, 
because he knew his son wasn't his. He waited 25 years to get the son, another five years, and he knew it wasn't his, and he was ready to give it up or not withhold. And then it goes on in 17, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply you, and the offsprings as the stars in the heaven and the sands in the seashore, and your, offer, and your offspring shall possess the gates of the enemies. And we know the next verse goes on to say that all nations will be blessed by your offspring. That was one man's obedience not to withhold. And the thing that struck me about Abraham is that if you go back to chapter 15, it talks about when God's promised him this. And he said, know for certain that your offspring will be enslaved in another country for 400 years. It amazes me that God's blessing him, but he knows life won't be perfect for him. And your offspring is going to be enslaved. But he had a plan. He was going to take that offspring, and he was going to make himself known to the world because they were going to be different. They were going to be what took down Egypt. They were going to come out and um, take over the nation where they were occupying. The world knew that this God was real at that time because they were set apart. And that's why we give, to be set apart. And it's not that we're making nations or necessarily that we're going to have a perfect life. In fact, I think of what Jesus said at the Last Supper to his disciples in 1633. I have said these things to you, that in me you have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. God doesn't say life is going to be perfect but we give and we tithe or we not withhold because that's what we are called to do. Whenever I decide not to hold, withhold or to give, my number one thought is how will it glorify God? Because that's all our life is supposed to be. And tithing is one part. And I just have two things as why we want to obey. First of all, I believe God uses his money for his glory. Whether it be for lights or whatever it is, God will be glorified with it. But secondly, and it goes kind of with what Pastor Steve talked about last week, it's turning a leaf. It's turning our trust to God. Every week when we give, it's kind of like a foundation. And it can't be your only foundation, but it's a foundation month after month where, yeah, I could use this or I'd like this, but I'm trusting you, God. And that, even though my accountant, he sees my taxes, everybody doesn't see that. What they see is how you react to the world, and that's where you stand different. Because the trials and tribulations will come, as Jesus said, whether it be sickness or politics or family or whatever it will be. But if we have that strong foundation in Jesus Christ that we've been doing, you know, giving is almost like exercise. It shapes us. It molds us. It puts our mind in that frame that we trust him. And, and that's how we're different. So when they come, we react different than the rest of the world. And I have just one really quick story. A few years ago, um, I was going to do this job, and I went to work on a Friday. And my boss says, I don't know what's going on, but they told me you're not a candidate anymore. And we've been planning this for a while. And I said, okay, fine. I don't like it. Um, I'll just do my thing. I trust God. Now, he's a Christian, so that was easy for me to say. But, so I, but I knew in my heart that God would be glorified no matter what I was in. Even if it's a job I didn't want to do, God would be glorified. And I actually worked at a retreat that weekend, so I was just praying about it. 
I got to work on Monday, and my boss goes to me, you know, I couldn't even sleep about this all weekend, so I sent off another email, and this morning the person said, okay, we're going to make it happen. And it's not that that's great. It's just that I didn't panic. I didn't worry. I just trusted God. And either way would have been fine. So that's why we give, to trust. Yes. Thank you, Herb. I forgot my Bible. But oh. I got it written down, Steve. Okay, well, I'm here halfway there. So, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that we have ears to hear what, Holy Spirit, you are saying to me, to each of us individually, Lord. Thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. We want to do it your way. On Monday when I got up for my quiet time, I I just had, had Steve's notes here from Valentine's Day. He is so faithful. He, with notes. I mean, he works on his lesson, then he knows how to print them all out, and then he studies them, and he had given me a copy of that for when we shared on Valentine's Day on relationships. We got to point one, you said, that day, or? Anyway, we got pages of it. Right there. We got to point one that day, because the Holy Spirit had to share some additional things. But as I was reading through those notes Monday morning, I kept seeing the word together, together, Seek God together. Share God's word together. Just overall, it went on and on about relationships. And that word just stuck in me, together. And so I shared that with Steve. I says, I'm really seeing the value of your notes from Valentine's Day. He says, well, we weren't, we're not doing that. He had a different message. <laughs> but then he... Can't, it's like that for last Sunday, I mean. Yeah, or no, for today. this Sunday, okay. it's like okay, no, let's go okay. with that. And so, based on that, we we thought today would be sharing more about relationships. But the part that we're getting is uh, the part of working together, standing together, believing together, not just in a relationship, husband, wife, or family, or in your workplace, or whatever, but as a church family. And um, we're going to put up some pictures. Two years ago this week, March 13, 2019, when we came in on a Wednesday morning into our foyer, that's what we saw. Because of the extreme amount, of, can you shut the lights off so it's a better picture, please? We saw this um, partial roof collapse in the foyer. Then we came into the sanctuary and we saw 
the partial roof collapse up in that corner there. And um, that's what greeted us. Now we'll just show you, continue to show pictures of the mess. Let me tell you, it was a mess. When it uh, gave way, the, the um, insulation, you see it different, it shot through this entire sanctuary, the entire foyer. It even went into the office desk drawer. Every pencil was covered with it. So as the pictures start, look at the chairs. We had to have service master come in and professionally clean the 200 chairs. Everything had to be taken off the walls. Flags had to been brought outside, shaken, something's vacuumed. Um, we had to work together as a team. The day that it happened, we had so many men and women from our church and other places up on the roof doing more shoveling of snow. Uh, the installations, art installations, Sue's had to come off. That's Elsie shoveling the snow. That's inside. It was inside. See the wheelbarrow? They'll bring it outside. A lot of work. We thank God. You can, is there more pictures after that? More after that? There we go. Yep, they're up on the roof. Go to the next one. There's the, what do you call those? That big truck coming. Tr truss. Trusses. Look at the size of those new trusses. Okay, next one. It's being raised up. See that? Just missing the lighthouse. There's Pastor Steve standing with the contractor. That's John. John. Cooley. Oh, that's John Cooley. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. Is there any more pictures? We were thankful we couldn't use this. We went to the fellowship hall. We had wonderful together time, worship, praise, church over there. I think that's the last one. Can you share about another together moment when it was time to come in here three months later? Oh, yeah. We, when it was time to come in, we had our service over in the fellowship hall. You, many of you remember that, I'm sure. And we each took a chair <laughs> and carried it this way. Before you knew it, the chairs were all over here. And uh, then we prayed together. I remember yes. praying together in a little circle. Yes. Or in a, yeah. Yes. So it's interesting. Um, the thing of together kept popping up. Steve went to get the mail. You all got it in your mail. Was it saying this? We're all in this together. Together. <laughs> It just like we'd listen to Little something. Confirmations. Yeah, we'd listen to something and we'd look at each other. They just said, stand together, believe together. I came into church yesterday and I saw this is what Joan Pomp made, uh, painted 
um, a year ago because I have my calendar from a year ago this week, March 2020, that's when the changes began. On March 14, we went to a funeral and for, in Bemidji, and for the first time, we saw signage on the doors requesting us not to touch or hug each other. We were just in shock. It was Don Emery's funeral. And we know the funeral director. We talked with him personally. It was the reality of what was beginning to happen here and around the world. We also had a meal planned for that Sunday. Adon and Maria, who have cooked a meal probably at least once a month for 11 years up until that point one year ago. But you know what? We went through this together. That's the key. That's the key. Steve has in his notes here, um, synergy. You want to read that part? If I can find it right here. Synergy. That's what happened two years ago with what was an unwelcome event here. And one year ago was an unwelcome event around the world. Synergy happens when we learn to work together in, a, in such a way that the results equal more than when the labor is done separately. This can be true in anything that we do. It says here as a couple, but it's true yes. with, in any relationship, in, any, in a church, yes. in a workplace. Yes. In, as we say, in the school or yes. <laughs> wherever. And so what happened two years ago this week, two years ago this week, is we began to pray together, work together, believe together as a team. We saw teamwork here, because this went way beyond one person. It went way beyond one contractor. It went way beyond that. And so today, let's just stand up right now and thank God for what he, his, what he did for us two years ago. We give, you thanks, Lord. we give you thanks, Lord. You brought us through. You showed us to be redeemer, helper, restorer, wisdom. We give you thanks, Lord, for where we are right now, Father, in Jesus' name. We trust you, Father, but we acknowledge that you are our Lord and God and helper through all of it. We bless everyone that put a hand and a heart to it with prayer, with work, whether it was so many of the volunteers here from this church family or professionals that were brought in. We speak a blessing even now, Lord. Father, we thank you, Father, for your goodness in Jesus' name. And we take time right now to thank you for your faithfulness 
in this last year. Father, in Jesus' name, you never left us alone. Ever-present helper for us individually, for us as families, for us as church family, for us as communities, for us as a state and a nation. Lord God of hosts, we praise you right now in Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen. 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 And all the people continued and repeat after me. Yes. God, we are thankful. God, we are thankful. We give thanksgiving to you. We give thanksgiving to you. We have grateful hearts. Grateful hearts. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. This morning, um, when I was getting ready for church, it was just like, I was just kind of questioning. It's like, Lord, do you really want to go that way with the thing with the pictures? It's not easy. I have the idea about the pictures, but I'm not a technical person, so I needed Steve's help. And then, dear Pastor Dean, I needed him this morning when it got to the actual But what came to me immediately is what we just did. It's like the Lord wanted us to remember so we could thank him. Because look where we're in. Look at the restoration. And I believe we're going to use that same word in regards to what we've been experiencing this last year. And so giving thanks individually and this you know, we are today like for the rest restored sanctuary and church here, but then doing it corporately like we just did together, yes. corporately. And we again include those that are watching with us out there. You're part of this. We need you to be a part of it, of us. Yes, because we're, we're not a, team. a I mean, each local church, the Lord calls people to a local church. Mm-hmm. And we're all part of it. We all have supply. And thank the Lord that we are all part of the greater church. And we're experiencing a little bit about that greater. By that, I mean there's lots of local churches, like in Mm -hmm. northern Minnesota and uh, the school, the Christian school. So blessed by the ministry this morning. But it's just we are one body in Christ Jesus. And together, now, we can give thanks unto God. Yes. And thanks, when we give thanks, it's a precursor to joy. That's good. And we're going to talk more about that, actually, on Easter Sunday. Yeah, but give the nugget now. Well, we have joy in us by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fruit of the Holy, of Holy Spirit. How does that flow? How do you get those rivers flowing? Like Arliss was talking about at the beginning of the year, those rivers of living water, really, they're inside of us. Absolutely. So how do we get them flowing out? How does the joy flow? I'll tell you one way, Thanksgiving. You just start giving (laughs) thanks right in the middle of a bunch of problems and things start to turn. Thank you, Lord. Things change. Yeah. I wonder if I bring that along that little. 
this, I'm going through my mom's stuff, and uh, I'm reading her last journal, actually. And I came across this. I was going to save it for Easter, but maybe we'll do it again. You know, it was I'm not in sure. Her I just ha I was had it in my pocket. This was in her journal. She says, "Attitude." There once was a woman who woke up in the morning, looked in the mirror, and noticed she had only three hairs on her head. Well, <laughs> well, she said, I think I'll braid my hair today. <laughs> so she did, and she had a wonderful day. The next day, she woke up, looked in the mirror, and saw she had only two hairs on her head. Hmm, she said, I think I'll part my hair today, down, <laughs> down the middle. So she did, and she had a grand day, a grand day. The next day she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed that she had only one hair on her head. Well, she said, today I'm going to wear my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> So she did, and she had a fun, fun day. The next day she woke up, looked in the mirror, and noticed there was not a single hair on her head. Yeah, she said, I don't have to fix my hair today. <laughs> Attitude is everything. Have a good day. That was mom's motto. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. I like it. So we probably won't do that on Easter, too. No. We'll just have that be now. But. That's it. What? That's all I have. Well, I'll just share a few more things here. That this thing of together, you know, we're actually called into fellowship togetherness, you might say, with our God. Mm-hmm. It says in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship. And that's that Greek word koinonia. You probably heard that before. Of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, koinonia. And that word koinonia, it's, it's with him. But then because of him, he helps us to truly be persons with one another, you might say, or together with one another. Persons together with one another. And that can be your husband or wife. It could be children or parents, grandparents in the workplace. You know, again, wherever we are with other people, certainly in the church. But what that word talks about, it talks about sharing and the unity, close association, partnership, participation, communion together, um, contributory help when, ha when one has a need. By the way, if you would like to give to the school, just indicate that the school, is it, what's the name of the school again? Faith, Hope, and Love Academy, just indicate that in the check or however you send, you know, if you mail it in, let us know 
if, and just make it out to Ten Strike Church, I believe we'll do it that way, and then, then we'll designate it to them. But anyway, it says contributory help. Koinonia is the unity brought about by the Holy Spirit. Yes, thank you, Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that brings a kind of together, even working, in that, and then we talked about the synergy. Um, and, of course, we have that in a local church. It's needed. It's been a real hard thing. You just talk to pastors, I suppose, around the world in this last year and talk to you, you know, anybody in the church. That togetherness, it's been like there's been an assault on it in this last year. And it seems like some ways almost particular in the church we felt that. Particular we have. But we we stand together through it. You know, we we're we're gonna make it through it together all the way. I, I know that. I believe that. Um but then together we're gonna maintain that vision and direction. You know, we speak of Ten Strike Community Church, um, and we remember, we say that every believer is a minister of God's love, and that's what we want to continue to do. Uh, we want to be lights to the nations. And here we go with togetherness again, connecting people to God, connecting people to people, connecting people to service. That's all connecting, and that's to togetherness. You know, when I shared about this some time ago, I, we used the, the acrostic. Well, it's um, connecting people to God, which is G, starts with a G, to people, starts with a P, to service, S, so that's GPS. And in the natural, the GPS, it's short for Global Positioning System. And it has now become um, an integrative part, an integrative part of our society, GPS. I mean, it's used for so many things. Uh, and then a worldwide radio navigation system formed from a constellation of satellites and their ground stations. That's how we get the GPS to work. Um, and what we get then is, and we see, is as God puts us all in our part, in our yes. place. Yes, yes. He's the one that places us in the parts that we are. And I'll insert here, Ephesians 4, 16 says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Right. And so God's aligning us. He's doing it even for this last I believe this, a great harvest of souls coming forth, I believe. 
and we will be aligned with God's positioning system, his GPS, which is not reliant on satellites, but on the Spirit of God himself, who dwells within each of us as believers. And we are his ground stations. We use that word integrative, that word in the dictionary. It means something that combines two or more things. That's that togetherness to form or create something new. Making something a part of another larger thing. We are not islands unto ourselves in the body of Christ. We're a part of a larger group. A larger thing, making a person or a group part of a larger group or organization. And just think of that. We're, we're together with, in the body of Christ, millions of believers, millions upon millions of believers all over this world, yes. all over this land. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is aligning us as individual parts here at TCC, but in the body of Christ, working together with each other, together. As we yield ourselves to him, he sets us in our place. He sets us in our place. He is aligning us, TCC, with the larger body of Christ and with all who yield to him in this day. He is aligning us to flow in a great work yes. of God yes. in this hour. Yes. Yes. A great awakening, a great revival, you, and a great harvest of souls. Do you believe that? Yes, yes, yes. We believe it together. Yes. yes. Great harvest of souls. And we give thanks to you, Lord, for that. Yes, we do, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that any walls that are there, because maybe of differences, we thank you that they're tumbling down. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You know, last week, or when was that? We had that other, was it two weeks ago? There was Philippians 2.2, 2, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, Paul says to the Philippians, agree with each other, love each other, be deep-spirited friends. And he's calling them to agree with each other because they were in disagreement. And the thing is, we're all different parts. We all see things differently. And so in a marriage or in other relationships you should be thankful that the other person is different than you are I guess <laughs> Where do we have that yeah, can you do you have a picture of a book up Pastor Dean or Herb um, it's the one with the book cover I forget what it's, it it's says a, now there's a picture of a book but anyway the name of the book is what is That's it? it. Read it. I... I'd like you more if you were more like me. I love it. 
I mean, we don't have to say anything about it. <laughs> Were you saying that to me? <laughs> no, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> well, right. But the point is, lots of times, like in a marriage, or when the Lord links you together with someone for a project or whatever, you aren't the same. No. I mean, there is real strength and diversity. Yes. But, uh, yeah, for instance, Joyce and I have found out we are different. We do not see things the same way on a lot of things. <laughs> well, I see a lot of smiles out there. We must not be the only ones. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's the polar opposite a lot of times, and it takes communication sometimes. Like, what do they say? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus, or is it the other way around? <laughs> but uh, that's what we need to do, though. And that's his exhortation. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. And that's talking about not just on the surface, but you taking know, the, the time. It, it's like come into agreement. Some things you can yes. agreement. Like, yeah, right right off the bat, you're like, yeah, sounds good. There's other times you need to come into it. It's like a, um, a stepping Seriously. into it. Yeah, and I think the longer you're in, you know, you are working with someone or married the longer, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of areas you already know then, you know, and you work through those. But the point is to continue to do it because as you do, and then you together make decisions or mm -hmm. minister, yeah. you know, whatever you're doing, there's that synergy that comes and it's greater than the, I mean, the sum of the two is greater mm -hmm. than the individual parts. And that's what yeah. God's calling us to, together, togetherness. So this might be good to, I'll just insert this. I'm reading through Joyce Meyer, um, her writing, she has a book on the book of Philippians. And I just have, it's from, I think, chapter two. She writes here, um, and it has to do with communication. Being a person who works toward maintaining peace at all times requires a great deal of humility. Human nature causes us all to want to have the last word in any kind of disagreement and to want to be right. She attributes that to what? Human nature. However, in order to keep peace, at times we will need to give up any right we feel that we have to be right and refuse to argue simply for the sake of expressing an opinion that no one even really wants to hear anyway. I mean, there's some nuggets in there. I've had to chew on this. Joyce Meyer said, my son once said, being right is highly overrated. 
after many years, Joyce Meyer says, of defending my opinions and offering them way too frequently, which often led to arguments and strife, I finally realized that if I needed others to recognize that I was right, God could easily take care of that. I love that statement because we probably all have had that happen when someone will say something very strongly and like, well, I know one thing, da, 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 and no one contradicts them or, and then as it works out, the truth comes out later in a different way through the news or something. It's like, oops, I guess that wasn't accurate. But she's just saying there, um, let God take care of that. I also learned that where humility is present, appearing to be wrong doesn't bother us at all. It's because you're hearing the other person, and if they feel strongly about what they're saying, you'll know if it's the right time to insert something or let God do it later. Amen. So we know God's word is always right. Yes. That is always That's right. That's right. But obviously our opinions aren't. And when we're working closely with someone, our opinions may not be the same. They probably won't be to start out with for sure. But uh, when we determine to stand together, when we determine to stand together, once more, when we determine to stand together, in fact, say that with me. When we determine to stand together, then we will see that our differences will bring strength. So, we talked about thankful earlier. Let's learn to be thankful for the differences, like in our spouse or in that other sister or brother in the body of Christ. Or siblings. Siblings, they're different than you are. Even twins are different. Yeah. Very different. I knew one set of twins when I was growing up, and uh, they were so different in person, you know. But uh, learning to be thankful for those differences in relationship. Amen? Yes. Thank you, Lord. But together. We pray together. We... Where were all the togethers you were talking about? I think we're done. Okay. Then, then we will close together. We'll get it some other time. We'll close together. <laughs> okay. So, Lord, Thank we you, do. Lord. We look to you yes. for what has been imparted this morning, the worship time, yes. what Herb shared, what yes. others shared. You, Lord... We just receive of your spirit. We drink from your wells of living water. And Lord, we would decide to stand together. Yes. Decide to stand together and then see you work through things and the differences that you help us with those. And they actually become a strength for us in whatever realm. Mm -hmm. 
In Jesus' name, yes. we pray. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we have the coffee time in the fellowship hall. If anyone would like prayer, if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Savior, yes. or the baptism in the Holy Spirit, or healing yes. your body, or in your emotions, or whatever, just come forward. We'll pray with you also. Have a great week. Yes. Amen. The wonderful weather we're having. Yes. Praise God. Lord.